0: Can say hello and Thai and Lao's and um, and so typically when I go out and do you know speaking out to the community and I say Sawadhi and you know Bienvenidos welcome in Spanish and then hello in English.
1: Bienvenidos and welcome to Avanza Latino. Today's conversation highlights the story of Lena Mendoza. Lena, who currently lives in Fresno, California, is a capital development specialist for her city. In this episode, Lena shares intimate details about growing up in a mixed family. Her mother is Thai Laos and her father, Mexican. Having a child of her own at an early age and overcoming adversity to achieve her dreams. Here's Lena.
0: Hello. Hey. So I was born in Bangkok, Thailand. And um, so I say in Spanish, I'm in Bangkok, Thailand. But I also Mexicana chinita. So it's very difficult in the Latino community when they see me as um, they, if so I very much physically appear as Asian, um, however I speak Spanish. And so I reiterate, you know, I'm uh, my mom is Thai and Laos and my father is Hispanic. He's uh, Latino. And um, I am third, fourth generation um, Latino in the United States. And so my grandmother being born in Chicago I and my father being born in Midland, Texas, and then um, myself being born um, in Thailand, but also uh, serve as a US, U.S. citizen. So we we'll have dual citizenship in two different countries. And so um I definitely grew up in a different, different, like I wouldn't necessarily say non-traditional way, but it's, you know, I didn't have the grandmother making tortillas, making frijoles. It was just, it was, I had mixed cultures and I would even add the American culture to that. And so my mom making rice and, um, you know, Asian rice and, um, you know, cooking for us and and Thai and Laos um, traditional um, cuisine and my father um, leaning more towards the American because he served in the military for the army. And so he was, you know, kind of strict about the whole, um, you know, three-course meal. And, you know, so he, since he was um, part of, major part of his career was in the military, so he would always, any country that we were in or any part of the United States, we would always say we're American. Because when you leave the United States and you speak English, um, they say, well, you're American. So they don't base um, who you are by your race as we do here in the United States it's based on what language you
1: speak as you heard in the intro lena speaks fluent spanish and english and a few words in thai but her diversity wasn't always celebrated and it took a toll on her especially early on
0: i it did have some negative impact um you know i didn't understand why i was you know um treated that way like you know um you know, I remember even in Indiana, they are like, oh, you must be black because you speak black. And I'm like, what does that mean? That doesn't even sound right. And um, I had different friends from different backgrounds. And um, it just, you know, was a little bit, I would say, maybe not sure of who I was. Um, you know, why there was a difference between me and my friend from the Dominican Republic. And um, I didn't understand that. I didn't see that things that were different. I didn't see that my parents were different. They were my parents, so I didn't see, like, my mom is Asian and my dad is missing. I, I didn't think anything was wrong with my mom making rice for breakfast. I mean, we didn't have eggs all the time to, you know, like she didn't make eggs and omelets. Um, so it's whatever she made. And like, you know, it was always a great meal, but it, you know, we just didn't have like eggs for breakfast and steak for dinner it was just, you know, it could be, you know, could it could be tacos at lunch and that's what, you know, and so um, this is some of it a negative impact. Um, and, you know, just, I, I didn't understand that. And so coming, I always would say like, you know, um, it's about, uh, eh, sometimes about anywhere between you know, one to five times a day, I would get this experience positively where they're like, um, and they're like, oh, um, and then they think, oh, well, somebody, we just learned that. I'm like, no, I didn't learn. <laughs> My dad is Mexican. And they're like, ah, qué bueno. So along with the years, they came, they came up with the term, a nickname for me. They go, Arvina la Chinita Mexicana or Arvina la Chinita. And so they didn't even have to mem- memorize my name. And some people ask, like, is that a thing? You, I'm like, oh gosh, no. Um, they would just say Arvina la Chinita. And um, my line of work sometimes um, required for me to go into a rural community, modeled into Spanish, and um, so the community would wait for me, and I had to quickly acclimate to the line- to make sure that I, you know, spoke by, you know, Spanish fluently. Um, so that I could
1: engage with our community. Despite the troubles with neighborhood kids wherever she was, Lena was always encouraged to succeed, especially by her parents.
0: So for, for me, I was always raised um, by, you know, my dad had a heavy influence um, on my education. Um, he was non traditional graduate from four-year university at about 40 years old. And so he would, you know, but through the military as well, he would be, you know, he would, you know, take this class and you know volunteer for that. And so he was always putting both my brother and I into courses and like can- learn how to canoe, learn how to play piano. Um, I thought that was normal. I thought everybody played piano. Um, taking computer classes in third grade, you know, explaining when we had computers that were green and so that, the original Apple computers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so we were
0: like, <laughs> right. And so this is the way for the future. He's like, um, those families that have computers are really gonna, you know, he's like, it's very, you know, this is an investment and. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means, but okay. And so he just always put us at the forefront of opportunity. Um, and my mother, you know, so Asian, um, you know, there's a term called tiger mom, you know, like, okay. You know, when I mean, she went to a third grade, like uh, open house, she, and I did, I was a A plus student for the most, majority of my life and I didn't color in the lines. And she saw a picture and she was like, no color in lines. And I'm like, really <laughs> what you're looking at. And then she's like, so I'm like, Coloring the line not good. Mom's not happy. And so um, some of those, so I'm definitely, the tr- you know, I'm definitely grasp that for my mom. She said, you know, you, so it was always education from both parents. So my mom has about a third grade education, but understands money investment like Susie Orman. So there's like Buddha, because she's Buddhist. And then there's Susie Orman and Dave Ramsey. Like those are two people right under Buddha. <laughs> so financial investment is strong. She doesn't speak English like, she has a broken English, but she speaks money very well. Um, my father. Um, so I say that because both highly, highly drove education. Like, go to, you know, my mom can't say go to school. She's like, go, go school. Like, she just doesn't say a full sentence. And so um, that's all she would say. My dad, he was like, you're going to college, you're going to college. So I wasn't ever really um, encouraged for a specific career, but I knew that no matter what, I wasn't going to get a job after
1: high school. But then something happened. Something that does, in fact, lead many, even high achievers like Lena, to ultimately drop out.
0: So I was an honor student through um, through my high school um, experience, and um, so as I was approaching my junior, year, I you know fell in love with my high school sweetheart. We, and towards the end, um, he was a year younger than me. And then um, I had an unplanned pregnancy, and I was you know honorable student, and I had got into all my colleges. My dad and I had already selected our meal plan for UC Davis, which is a pretty good school. Um, and, you know, so I, here, here I was deciding, like, where do I go? Like, do I, you know, this is where some people would say, look at a job. So you have a family, you're going to have a family. Um, rather than, you know, my dad was like, okay. So when I told him he was like shocked for about 50 seconds and then he was like, Hey, you're going to go to the doctor here. Like he could just, he just, I mean, I think maybe cause he worked in defense and combat, like nothing scared him. Um, and he just like knew what to say. And so. But I didn't go with to school. I didn't take the – so I had a full ride to go to UC Davis. I decided to stay back to go to Fresno State. Um, found myself in an unhealthy relationship. And so being a young mom, not knowing really what to do, like, you know, diapers, cloth diapers. I mean, I knew some of the environmental like issues, with cloth diapers versus the um, You know, and just um, learning all that as well as learning um, who, I, who I am um, and then, you know, and then going to school. And then just learning, like, I probably should get a job. And so it was just a lot to take on as a young person. But I believe just the resilience and then not knowing what was right or wrong, like what was too much, I never knew that. I just, so it was very common. And I was, you know, full time student going to summer school full time, um, working part time and, you know, kind of side jobs and, and um, raising him. So as I found myself in an unhealthy relationship, um, then separated. And continued on, and it was just, it was very difficult because I didn't know, like, if I could do it myself, if I could raise my son by myself. And you know, I had a very strong statement from my brother. He goes, he goes, sis, you've always been by yourself. He goes, you, you can do anything." And so I was like, okay, that works. And so I just powered through.
1: She powered through while working multiple jobs, establishing a career, and purchasing a home of her own. But all along the way roadblocks were trying to stop her from moving forward.
0: And I remember seeing very wealthy ladies who were representing these housing developments. So I'm pulling in my old Saturn um, in between these like brand new Jaguars and Mercedes and so um, again I didn't, I was like oh, like I was, I was just like hey I have a Saturn and they have a brand new Jaguar and so some of it would um, even make me think like can I afford that? Like, like I don't know And so my dad said to go do this so it makes sense to me so I did it and I remember, you know, coming, you know, to look at, you know, homes in there and, um, they're, you know, they're not, they're not custom made, but they're like track homes, right? So they have these, they are, they're and they look at, they say, oh, you like to look yeah. at the home? Yeah. Right. So, and then they, I mean, I just can give you like a tall lady, you know, beautiful pearls, hair in a bun, you know, her head very high, you know, but looking down at me going, these are very expensive. And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, and I was like, huh. And so it was like, this is very expensive. You can't afford it. And so I looked around at the, you know, the floor plans. She goes, um, you will have to be on a waiting list. And so I was like, is that a long waiting list? <laughs> so it's like, okay. And so, you know, you know, I signed my name. And I'm like, well, I'm number 22. And she just was like, wow. Like, look at me like, well, you're bold. And so I didn't, you know, back down. I didn't say, oh, you know, let him crumble and walk away. But you know, it did shape me, thinking why? Why did I experience that? Um, Going into other developments, they took my dad, and I go, Dad, I go, there's no like minorities here. And he goes, Oh, me, how they think we're gonna mow the grass? And I was like, (laughs) And so, like, (laughs) I go, Well, then should we turn around? And he's like, Oh, God, no. He was like, I said, Look at that sign. That sign looks expensive. And he was like, He goes, That's when you go directly to it. And I was like, Oh. And he goes, you have to, look, you gotta pick out what you like, and I'm like, well, I don't even know if I can do this. And he was like, you gotta go find out. So we go in, and you know, we're very evident. We don't have long hair. It's very evident that it's a very specific demographic. And so, um, you know, and they're like, oh, we're 18 months out for bills, and I'm like, I'm graduating in six months. I'm gonna need you to know, make that happen a little And so, so I was like, okay, you know, um, price point was a little bit higher than what I expected. So we we did it in a month, and then going through the experience of you, um, you have to have even making comments, like you have to have a job. I'm like, I have two jobs. And I remember one specific gentleman, he didn't call me back right away. And I told him, I said, I, you know, I told you I said, my dad was coming today to, to come to look at the property with me. And he was traveling from out of town. And he, I said, so I already put the down payment on my home. He goes, oh, you were serious. And I was like, I was dead serious. I said, I had cash in hand. And he was like, Oh, <laughs> so I was like, I make more money than you and the wife together. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so, but you know, I just go, thank you, sir. But yes, I, I'm very ready. So, um, thank you for the call. And just hung up. But it was those like, you don't have the money. Um, you have to have a job. I was even asked, do you have a husband? And I'm like, I don't, do you have to have a husband to buy a house? And I'm like, oh, I didn't see it. And I was like, I don't have a husband. And, you know, and I was naive. And I was like, Whoa. like, I don't have a husband. I don't even have a boyfriend at <laughs> all. Um, you know, And so they were like, huh. So just things that, like those questions. It was a constant, do you have a job? And I'm like, why did someone say that to you? Like, do you have I'm like, yes, I have a job. Um, I have a career. I went to college. And I went to college. And just hearing that over and over, that, that short amount of time that I was looking for home. And um, so I, I started to carry the money in a, in a cashier's check with me. So I had everything required in a folder. Um, and then I would teach people after that. I said, "These are the things you need to buy a home. This is the pre-qualification process. Have cash in hand. They will be very difficult with you um, in saying that you might not qualify." And then he even an article that Latino college students are buying homes right out of college. And so, um, so it was a very proud moment for me, but it was very impactful in seeing like I wasn't good enough. I can't afford it. Um, you have a child, and like, oh is it, so I have more children? I don't know. It's that bad. And so we, you know, experience that like, Oh, you're a young mom. It must be so hard for you. I'm like, but so I, when I present the story, I tell, I don't know, your outfit's hard for me. Like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, like so it's just such a very hopeful thing to say to young people. Cause you don't know that they might have the entire awful in cash. So things like that. Um, so I would just explain to people, don't take no for answer, um, find out what the criteria is, and 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 do that and more. And then you put your, yourself in a position to choose. And so I, my statement that I say is, life is a buffet line. You choose, don't let someone choose for you.
1: And choosing can be difficult, Lena acknowledges. But for her, she knew what she had to do in order to achieve her vision.
0: Well, I would say, I would her a motto that I have personally so would be, patience plus sacrifice equals success. And what I, I think we don't know as a community is that we don't realize that there will be sacrifices. You will not get to have dinners with friends. Um, you will not get to. You will have to make choices to to be better. So while others are partying, you'll have to read a book. Um, while others are you know taking a vacation, um, you're having to save for a goal. Um, so there's certain sacrifices you have to decide. And the first the first point is to
1: make the decision.
0: Um, And I would say that for me, how I persevered through all that is definitely my faith through all that.
1: Today, Lena employs the lessons she's learned through her life experiences and shares them with young people as a keynote speaker and mentor, particularly with first-generation and undocumented students. She left us with these final words.
0: Really embrace who you are, embrace where you came from, know that the gifts that were given to you were given to you before you were born. And it is our job to, and our opportunity to use those gifts to build our community.
1: Thank you for listening. If you like this, we encourage you to check out our blog series and other resources at avanzalatino.org. For more inspiring stories, follow us on social media at avanzalatino. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn.